Ready. All right. We're looking good. Your audio is good. My audio is good. All right. Hello and welcome back to Goal Sided, episode two, take two of episode two also. Uh, yes, we got renewed. Our pilot has been extended. We now have two episodes and we have free reign to do more if we want to, thanks to our producers and our lovely corporate office. Uh <laughs> Take two, because we did this episode last week at my house, my new house in San Francisco, and uh, it, the house is so old that we have uh, some heaters in the house and our fridge and our freaking light bulbs all make buzzing noise, and it came through in the audio, and uh, we weren't able to take it out, so we said, fuck it, let's do it all over again. What do you think, Cesar? Yeah, I mean, we, we're doing it for the fans, you know, for people listening. and Yeah, we don't want it buzzing in their ears. Yeah, so now now we're at my house, at my place, and you know, let's get this take two, final take. Beautiful Fremont, just as good as San Francisco, if not better. Yes, Some sir. would say better. <laughs> no, yeah, dude, this is this is a sick place. We were just talking about it, how it's so nicely decorated. It, it must not be Cesar's doing at all. Oh, no, shout out to my girl for that. You know, she keeps this place looking good, you know, decorating. <laughs> she takes care of that. I just... So, know. episode two, we, we had one then... Does your girl listen? Um, yeah, she's listened to the first one. She gave us valuable feedback and hoping good, she listens to the good second feedback one. feedback or kind of yeah. negative? No, good feedback. Just um, good. Yeah, well, I mean, on both of us, things we, we have to work on. And, <laughs> oh, you know. That feedback didn't reach me. God damn. Uh, she, I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> You'll get a list later. Yeah. No, yeah, my girlfriend, she really likes it too. Um, she gave me some feedback as well on how we can get better. She gave... She gave really good feedback on segments, if you remember last time. Right, like, yeah. Uh, some really good ones. She mentioned we could do, like, our favorite 11 of all time in, like, one league or, or the other league, which is awesome. That'd be uh, a good episode. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to her. Shout out to our ladies. Um, got some great feedback from work. And I sent it out to people at my work. Got some great feedback from friends. Uh, a couple of s- either statistics or maybe player names or player teams that we got a little bit wrong, but... We're going to get better as we go. Yeah, only episode two. Only episode two. Come on, be be easy on us. (laughs) But we did get five, I think the last time I saw five or six five-star reviews. Shout out to Uh, those people. Shout out to them. Reviews. And if you guys like the podcast, feel free to review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Or just Um, send us a text, you know. We're always open to to hearing your feedback and, you know, making this this experience, this podcast better for you guys. Hell yeah. Yeah, we're only going to get better. So any ideas you guys got, send them over. But yeah, for episode two, we wanted to start giving it a little bit of structure. Um, so we want to go over the top scores in each of the leagues, Liga Mekis and MLS. Uh, and then kind of the meat and potatoes towards the end of it, uh, we want to go over a couple things. Last time we talked about transfers. Um, we know that there's a whole bunch more transfers, more transfers in Liga Mekis, Mexican players, than there are yeah. in the last couple of weeks for U.S. players. Uh, but... Uh, super excited to go over those as well. A uh, hot, what were we calling last time? Hot Mexican summer. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> now is the time for the Mexican. Now it's the time. Uh, yeah, we'll go over that a little bit more when we get there. Um, and then uh, the MLS All-Star teams, They the lineups have been out for a while. There's a couple adjustments because of some of the transfers. Uh, but we'll, we'll go ahead and give some of our feedback on and our thoughts on uh, the names that are there and who's not there. Yeah. Cuckoo. So I'll get it started. We can go over. Um, I was doing MLS. We said right. Yeah. 
Cool. So I'll just go up and down the list from this past weekend. We won't cover the midweek ones. Uh, We'll go over uh, the Friday the 29th through the 31st of July. Um, Just kind of go over what's going on there. And uh, I'll hand it over to Cesar for Liga Mekis. So for MLS, uh, on Friday, the week started off. LAFC beat Seattle Sounders 2-1. That was a really good game. Um, Carlos Vela actually scored for the first time in a while, I think. Uh, And then on Saturday... Minnesota tied Portland 4-4. And, dude, these MLS games have been scoring so high lately. Wow. So freaking high. That's two four, two four four scores on Saturday by themselves. Good viewability on those. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's like, like everyone always argues, like, is MLS more entertaining, right? And like, right. I don't know if it's bad defense or, like, but that's that's entertaining soccer, right? Like, yeah, imagine going to the stadiums and watching eight goals. I know for real, huh? And sometimes you go like the next one, Chicago zero zero against Atlanta United. Oh. Snooze fest. <laughs> um, Montreal tied zero zero with New York FC. Otro, otro cero cero. Uh, Philadelphia Union six zero versus Houston Dynamo. Hector wow. Herrera couldn't even come to help. Come on, jeez, Hector Herrera, I'm telling you. We'll talk about it in a sec. Inter Miami four four with Cincinnati. Oh, and I guess we can talk about right right then and there. I got a Cincinnati jersey on today, uh, repping the boy Brandon Vasquez, who got added to the MLS All Star list for Tati Castellanos. Good for him. He's dual national. Dual national. Yeah, came out of the Cholos Academy in Tijuana. Um, played U twenty threes, I think, with Pulisic uh, oh, wow. for for uh, or U twenty something like that with Alejandro Sendejas from your America. Oh, yeah, the boy. Yeah, and uh, now he's up in there. Mexico, he, Mexico and take um, him. Chivas wanted him or something like that. Chivas did want him. They can't afford him. Oh, they, uh I heard Cincinnati upped because he's like second or third best goal scorer right now in MLS, right? And he's I, popping off. He's popping off. He's a hot He's a hot commodity right now. And I uh, I read that they were they bumped his, his fee to $5 million. Oh, okay. Chivas can't pay that. Chivas no. is broke right now. Chivas. Poor they're, Chivas. They're hurting. Just Chivas, huh? Yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> they're hurting. They could but. even be LA Galaxy. Oh, my God. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. Yes. I, we, we just jump right into it there. Yeah, yesterday. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll go over those yeah. two friendlies. There were two friendlies yesterday. We can go over in a second. New England 0-0 with Toronto. Uh, Austin FC, who's been steamrolling everybody, uh, beat Sporting Kansas City. Two zero. Did their new player play that that game? Re, the, uh, the Argentinian, uh, right? The Rigoni and a Papa John's. The Italian sounded dude. Let me see. He did not. No, he's okay. probably gonna take a week or two to get in. Wow. So they're doing really well, and they still have have a few. Oh yeah, they, they're still still coming out. The majority of the league, except for our earthquakes, is getting good players. Jays. So every other team that you see their results. They're doing that good, and they're waiting on like a player to get here. The earthquakes are getting wiped out. They're getting wiped out. I mean, they tied two two against Salt Lake, but they were up in that game, and in the ninety fifth minute, they got scored on. Wow, uh, that's like three weeks in a row that they kind of give it up like that. Uh, Dallas beat LA Galaxy one zero, which is interesting. Franco Jara, his first goal in what seems like a millennium. Franco Jara used to play in Pachuca. All right, pretty good. He used to do that little caballito dance when he would yeah, score. Yeah, when he would score. Yeah, that's awkward. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they beat uh, Chicharito's LA Galaxy, who that that dude hasn't done anything for a good while. He's kind of struggling. 
One last score, uh, score, and then we'll go into like the details. DC United beat Orlando two to one. DC United has been bottom of the table. They still are bottom of the table, even with those three points. Um, so they've been hurting. So interesting to see them beat Orlando. But yeah, we can go into what we think stands out. But I mean, interleague play, we can talk about it. You were saying, oh, the friendlies. Yeah, Chivas, LA Galaxy, and my Chivas struggled. Did you see right off the bat, Chicharito almost scored, like right, right at the whistle, the Chivas right back tried to play to the keeper, uh-huh. and Chicharito like uh, anticipated it really well and tried, uh-huh. tried to like one touch it around the keeper, and the keeper blocked it. Wow. But, so but, he's really been out of form with Chicharito. Yeah. I also think, I mean, that play, he looked top shape doing right. it, right? Because he was, he was sprinting around everywhere, but yeah, he's probably in a little bit of a slump. Um, but I'm sure he'll get better. Um, before the World Cup, who knows? Oh, I don't know. Is he going to the World Cup? Who knows? I That's highly doubt it. Million dollar question. Yeah. Um, and then LAFC played El America. Um, America won in PKs, which PKs, you know, sometimes just it's a coin, coin toss. toss. But you know, it was good that you know, with all the new signings, LAFC got America still was able to come out on top. Um, and then Ochoa, I think, only played for a few minutes. So for the PK shootout was El Second Portero, Jimenez. Yeah, your homeboy. He, he's been doing pretty well in PKs lately. You know what's interesting? I, I, I saw a stat that Ochoa hasn't hasn't uh, stopped a PK in like multiple dozens of PKs in a while. And what's his name? Oscar Jimenez, I think. Yeah. He stopped two yesterday. Oh, he stopped two. Yeah, he stopped the first one from Diego Palacios, and then he stopped the sec the the one to win it, the six PK from Jose Cifuentes. And then I think he also stopped like Man City when they played Man City or Real Madrid. One of those. Did they he get also, a PK? He blocked one. Yeah, he he might have just had a sick game because I know he's been doing really well. It's but, crazy. He's been on the second string for mm-hmm. America for a while. Oh yeah, he's well, been I mean, there for a while. You have to when you have Ochoa, right? But, like, people have been saying, like, this cat is stopping PKs. He's doing really solid in games. If it weren't Ochoa, who has, like, the high, like the freaking, like, like the traditional keeper, right? He's right. the go-to keeper. If it weren't him there, if it were somebody like, I don't know, like, in Chivas El Huacho, Jimenez, or whatever. Like, if it weren't him, they would probably put that guy in and give him a shot. Yeah. But and, they can't. And sometimes I even wonder why he hasn't gone to a different team and maybe started you know, with like a team like I don't know, like Puebla or yeah, Tijuana. probably good money. Yeah, you you definitely get paid more to be a backup at America than you do at like right. first I mean, string in Querétaro. Yeah, so I think it's just personal decision. I mean, yeah, you're a soccer player. Do you want to take the money or do you want to take the playing time? That's and at the same of, time, even if we're talking like career, pushing your career forward, like if he's a, uh, if he's trying to go for the first part in America, if somehow he gets it. Dude, you're at the top of the world, right. like at the top of the Mexican world, yeah. <laughs> top of Mexico. Because um, he'll have a good shot at at the selección, yeah. If he becomes the starter, because it's usually, generally, it's always been an América keeper or a Chivas keeper, right? Yeah. But if that dude, if he can beat out Ochoa at some point, or Ochoa retires or whatever, he's he, he can get a shot. Yep. No, and I feel like uh, we we feel safe whenever he's. Uh, starting our games, whether it's in the Copa or whether it's in Copa yeah. Champions, you feel like you know you have a good backup goalie. Yeah, true. So that's also good, and you know that's his hard work right there. 
True. Your boy, I know, who was trending on Twitter was Emilio Lara. We talked about him in episode one. The really young cat center back who got his spot taken by Araujo when he got here. Yep. He played, I think, the whole game, or maybe as a sub, but apparently he shut everyone down from LAFC. Yeah, I've been seeing a few um, TikToks of videos of him. He's He seems like a tough guy, a yeah. tough defender, you know, with that Mexican, like, you know, pique, como se dice. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he's been doing really well, and I hope he keeps it up. You know, the World Cup's coming around. He's a young guy. Maybe he'll get a transfer out to Europe soon if he keeps it up like that. True. One interesting thing to note from this game, a little bit of a transfer rumor here. I was reading before this that Brian Rodriguez, uh, the Uruguayan striker forward from uh, LAFC, mm-hmm. America wants him. Oh, wow. He's a stud. He hasn't even called a couple times to the national team. He usually is on the bench for the national team. And uh, they asked him, and he said uh, there were already rumors, and then they asked him about him, and he said it would be a dream to go to a team like America. Um, oh. A lot of people are saying LAFC is like one of the top North American teams, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone knows America is like top North American uh-huh. team, right? They usually are in the same breath with like the most famous teams in North and South America. Yep. So I can see why somebody like him would be drooling over wanting to go to America, right? Yeah. And then a lot of people also from South America view as America como like, a stepping stone into Europe. Yeah. You know, you've had El Guido Rodriguez, you've had um, countless others that go to America and then head over to Europe. Marchesin. Marchesin is a good one too. He just went to Celta de Vigo. Oh, wow. The other day. Yeah. That transfer too. I didn't, he was at Port, El Porto. Huh? He was at Porto. And then. And I think know. he would, this is just me speculating, I think he would have gone back to America if Ochoa wasn't there. True. If they had, I can see that. If they had Oscar Jimenez in keep, and then they were like, yo, we need a leader in the back again. I think because Steffel was like in love with America when he left. Yep. He was like Arguignac. Yeah, yeah. He loved it. All right. Um, yeah, not much else from the Chivas game. I guess a lot more drama in the America game because it's cool, right? Cause did you see the people at the stadium? For those, the, both America. Of those games? the America game, there was a lot of people there. It was yeah. packed. It was a full house. I mean, um, America fell stadiums. And it was also in LA and they're playing LAFC, right? Yeah. Um, Chivas played LA Galaxy. People are not happy with that ownership, right? With Galaxies or with, with the Chivas? Uh, yeah, with the Chivas ownership. Oh, so I, I feel like like if they came here, which they have in the last couple of years, I'm not super motivated to go. And Me I'm watching. And I'm a the, huge fan. The the fans go to the America games at the Giants Stadium. I was like, yo, like I might need to catch an America game. It seems lit. Yeah. It looked crazy. And there were more America fans, I think, than Real Madrid fans. Yep. But the interesting thing is that, like, if you're an America fan, you go to see Real Madrid too. But when you're a Real Madrid fan, if you're an Espanol or or you're just from, like, a, a different country, not Mexican, and you want to see Real Madrid, you don't go for America. No. But I, I, I saw a lot of yellow in the stands, which is pretty wild. Yeah. All right, let's get it. You want to go over Liga Mekis? Yeah, let's do it. Let me see. So we're going to start off with Juarez Toluca on Friday. That was a one-to-one. Cruz Azul Necaxa, Cruz Azul 1-1-0. Tigres Querétaro, 2-1 for Tigres. Tijuana Mazatlán, 2-0 Tijuana. Guadalajara and Pachuca tied 0-0. Puebla Toluca, 1-1. 
Puebla, San Luis, also a tie. Pumas, Unam, tie one to one. Santos beat Atlas one to zero. And Leon beat America three to two in the last minute. Literally in the, no, 90 plus 15. In a penalty. Yeah, in a yeah, penalty. I, I heard there was some drama at that. I didn't really see There's it. There's a red card for Rodriguez at the 88th minute. This was a good game, I feel like. I didn't, personally, I didn't watch it, but. You know what's interesting, though? Your boy Henry Martin scored two goals. He's scoring. And not even PKs. Like, yeah, he's. I was seeing a tweet the other day that, like, almost every Mexican forward is doing good right now, right? They're really turning it up. It's right before surprising. the World Cup all of a sudden. Yeah. Especially the, the spot's wide open. Raul Jimenez just got hurt, and he's going to be out for a couple months. Oh, wow. Like, right up until the right before the World right. Cup. Was it his knee, or what was it? Because he said he didn't need surgery, that it was I, just going to be out for a couple weeks. Yeah, I think it was his knee. I saw people were saying that he was out for like a year or wow. something and then his wife puts like a, a like yeah, a tiktok or something of him walking around dancing in the living room or something oh and then she's like no necesita cirugía like yeah, he doesn't I, need surgery she tweeted it out i saw the tweet i was like because she's not verified so i was like who's this and then i clicked on the profile and it's, it's a wife mm. and um yeah she was like no necesita cirugía and then he commented on the tweet or quoted the tweet and saying hey yeah we're all good i'll be back in a few weeks yeah um, we could have a wife's section because <laughs> you, you saw Danny Alves before he joined Pumas. Uh-uh. His wife was like, uh, all the Pumas fans were like going crazy about him coming and everything. And, and uh, his wife was like, Tavia no se acaba cabrones or something like that. Like saying like, chill out. Like he's not on Pumas yet. Yeah. And I thought that was meaning like he's not going to come. Um, but then I saw that obviously he's here now. But I yeah. thought that was really interesting. In the match day six in La Liga Merkis, anything stand out for you? Um, Pachuca Chivas tying. Right. That's really interesting. Uh, Chivas, it, it's really interesting. Like nobody did that great. They both played pretty ugly. Like even on Foot Mob, the tops, the top rated players seven point eight. Yeah. And there's always Alan Mosso. Oh, okay. But you know that fool's not doing too much. Um, but like. There's always players above eight, above eight point five. If you score a head, you get like a nine something, right? But like for there to be that much, it was not it was not that great of a game. Um Tijuana's been doing really well lately. Um they beat Mazatlan, you said two zero. Yep. Um Guzman, Victor Guzman, the dude that we've been talking about, rumored to be going to Besiktas in Turkey. Turkey. He scored a goal. Um but yeah, I, I think that Tijuana team is really stacked. They have Montesinos up top. They have uh, Alexis Canelo, who for some reason left Toluca. Um, oh, they're, yeah. they're killing it. You know, your Chivas. I didn't even ask you anything that you liked in MLS. Um, well, the thing that I didn't like is that Hector Herrera no está pesando. <laughs> His, you we'll you can't tell the difference. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like we said, 6-0. 6-0. Like. There was a play where he tried to come out a little fancy. Oh, they no. took it away. Two touches, goal. It, I know it's the MLS, but you can't. You can't do that. That's the thing. My argument, and I didn't say in the first episode. I thought I, I really want to. My argument is that Hector Herrera plays the same no matter what level. He could be playing in third division in in Mexico. He could be playing Champions League like he just was. Yeah. 
He played pretty ago. far in the Champions League. And he was starting and he was doing good, right? But if you watch him play, he plays really lazy. He's kind of like... He's, he does. He goes like strides more than he does sprints. But my argument is always that like no matter what team you put him on, he's not going to win you the game and like dominate and like freaking score three goals ever. But he's going to be solid. And uh, I saw it against the Earthquakes when they played here. Like the dude's touch is good. He's got a good brain, a good head on his shoulders. But yeah, he's probably just a little too lax right now. And he he fucked around and found out. Jeez, Zix Zero. They dropped a six-piece on him. That's crazy. They were in Philadelphia, too. Um, but yeah, we just want to show a little bit more love to MLS, I guess, and just hating on some Mexican players. At least at least we're not talking about the earthquakes. True. A lot. <laughs> I mean, we already gave them their, their time to shine. Two, two, not bad. Yeah. yeah. But um, going back to Liga Mekis, a really hot topic today being Thursday, um, Atlas played Querétaro. Atlas just won three to one. It just ended a second ago. Um, Atlas Querétaro. Atlas was winning one. Atlas was losing one zero, and then they went down uh, to ten men the thirty third minute. Atlas went down and down three, down a player, and down a goal. They scored three and came back and won. Wow! Uh, and this game has a little extra. A little extra baggage to it because yep. of the last time that they played in Querétaro. For those of you that don't know on the pod, or for those that, that need a little bit of a refresher, a couple months ago they played in Querétaro, Atlas versus Querétaro, and there was a humongous brawl in the stands. Not really a brawl because I would I think that would imply that like both sides were equal. Yeah. No. But the Querétaro fans sounds like they had some form of a plot with security to let them in yeah. to the Atlas side and they came with I think I'm pretty sure they had weapons they yeah had like chairs and they started beating up a lot of the Atlas fans yeah was there so, was kids there was yeah families whole families running on the field because you know they were getting chased by these um guys from Querétaro yeah you know trying to there were um there were a couple casualties yeah I remember live TV, they literally showed, like, you could see bodies just yeah. knocked out. All over social media. And but the, the thing is that no casualties officially, based off of, you know, the state governor even had to say, come out and say, hey, there was no casualties. You know, everything's good. There was just a few hecklers. And what we saw was completely different. Yeah, you could see it on the... I, I think I think the... The, like the medical department or somebody went against and said like confirmed deaths, but like the the governor and then like the ownership of the team said zero deaths, right? Yeah. And it's just like, okay, then what are we seeing on the ground right there? Like yeah. lifeless bodies and we still know, getting hit and stuff. Yeah, and we know the state of Mexico, the state of the violence that there is, unfortunately. And no. you know, if you're seeing uh, on Twitter, on TikTok, all over the place, you know, these lifeless bodies on the floor like what does that tell you yeah it was bad it, it was trending like on like no context football or no context football which is like one of the biggest pages and like I, every soccer page on twitter i saw was like what's going on it I, to see it in like the the country that i'm from yeah. it was freaking wild i i had never seen anything like that unfortunate and really sad yeah it was super sad and i remember 
kids would jump onto the field. The players would try to defend the kids yeah. and the families. Like, and there was even some Querétaro families who took off their the the Querétaro the shirts jersey, and, yeah. and gave them to those Atlas families because you know they were trying to save their lives, literally. And there were some rumors ahead of this game. This time, they, the today's game they played in Guadalajara. Mm. There were some rumors that um, the Atlas fans were gonna like take some revenge, right? Um, from what I've seen on social media, it doesn't seem like it. But leading up to the game. There was a whole bunch, like a, a lot of people are going to make fun of things, right? So there was like memes about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a, apparently there was a, a lot more security enforcement, a lot more police on, on site to help out. Thankfully, that's how it should be, right? Oh, not the amount of police, but it should be that there should be no violence in the sport, right? Yeah, um, that but, kills the sport, you know? Oh, yeah, totally. And, you know, the, the security, actually, the police is contracted by the club. So did you see? Did you see what happened? The um, so it was like a private security company. Yeah, and then the the local police tried to go and like find them, and I don't know. They were probably trying to sue them. Like the club was probably trying to sue for allowing people to just walk in, walk in, and fight each other. Um, the company was like a storefront in the downtown, and Mm -hmm. they were just gone. What? Like they showed up to talk to the owners or whatever, and it was just empty. Nobody there. Wow. Nobody to be seen. But, you know, thankfully this uh, this next game that they had today, you know, there's so, there seems to be no violence. Yeah, hopefully. As it should be. But yeah, let's move on to some better stuff, some happier stuff, right? As we've been saying, hot Mexican summer. Yes, sir. People moving. People grooving. Uh, some more Mexican names that are going abroad, right? Last time, well, actually, I don't, I, I'm I'm trying to distinguish what we said the first episode yeah. versus what we said this last one, right? Yeah. We tried to show some love to Chaquito this last week. To Chaquito Feyenoord. went to Feyenoord in the Dutch league. That's a major dub for the huge dub. national team and for El, El Chaquito. Yeah, he's joining Cole Bassett from the U.S. men's national team there. Uh, Cole Bassett doesn't get too much time from what I've seen, but hopefully some North American loves shared there. Um, it seems to be that he's going to come in like as the star and as a starter because they need goals. Yeah. You know, I think their forward left this past season. So they're hoping that Chaquito is going to come in. And it's going to be that number nine and yeah. score all the goals and some love to MLS. I don't know if you knew this. Marcos Lopez from our earthquakes got oh, signed to Feyenoord. Yes. I, I heard <laughs> about that too. Apparently the the GM or the owner was the GM for LA Galaxy okay. a couple of years ago from Feyenoord, so that's why he knows North American ball, right? And he took Marcos Lopez. Apparently he probably went to a Clasico and he yeah. liked Marcos Lopez. The one thing you could like from the Quakes. Yep, he took yep. him with him. He's uh, a Peruvian national team player. Yeah, he's good. So he's he's really good, and he's young. He's what like twenty two, twenty three, twenty. I think he's like twenty two. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's raw, a young prospect. You know. Down so, that wing. Hopefully they use him a little bit better. Um, oh. Before the case, he was a sporting cristal in Peru, and he, he was dope. I remember seeing his highlights. And they're getting a cut out of this transfer fee. Sporting, yeah, yeah. they got 20%. Yeah. $2 million transfer fee. What are the quakes going to do with it? I don't know. Nah. I don't no, know. I think pocket it. Oh. Pocket it. John Fisher's pocket. Yeah, I'm talking to you, John Fisher. You heard me. You heard uh, <laughs> some other news Jordan Carrillo signing with Sporting de Gijón the right. team that is owned by Grupo Orlegi Grupo Orlegi 
making moves. Same owners of Santos, the same owners as Atlas. Showing yeah. some love to some young Mexicans, bringing them to the second division in Spain. And we talked about this, you know, the last time we recorded this, but, you know, s- sending players over to Spain and to Europe like that, young prospects, they start accumulating the that national time or the days, the months yeah. that you need to be able to get your visa, your working visa, and not take a a uh, extra comunitario yeah. spot. International spot. International, international spot. roster spot. Right? You could be a domestic player, basically. Yeah. So you could become a domestic player, and it's more attractive for other teams to go ahead and sign you. We had mentioned... Um, there was issues with like... Diego Lainez. Oh, I'm he, he just left to Sporting Braga. Mm-hmm. So I think he is not going to be able to get his um, his passport or like the visa that he needs to be seen as a domestic player for Betis, even though he's still at Betis. Right. Um, but he, he went on loan, right? He went on so loan. So he's going to come back. So he'll come back, but then he's still probably, he might be overlooked a little bit because he would be a international player on the field. Got it. But mm-hmm. did you see the welcome he got at Braga? Uh, Dybala style? Dybala style. Did you see the Dybala one? Yeah, That's I did. Like, but I would, sick, man. I would cry if they did. If I was the player and right. like I came on, there's there. a lot of people there for Dybala. Yeah, there was a good amount for Diego Linus. For Diego Linus too. It seemed but, like really similar, but you know, imagine being that player, the emotions you get. And I saw Dybala cried when he left Juventus, oh. just last couple months and yeah. his last game. But yeah, dude, to get that kind of a welcome, that's, that's crazy. Freaking wild. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, Roma's wild. I mean, Roma's great supporters so but yeah Diego's lightness seems to be coming in as like a star player too mm-hmm. hopefully starts lots of game gets good game time so he can be ready for the world cup because i always felt like he was a good player like this this equilibrante como decimos mm-hmm. um you know being able to take on players go down the wing you know but he never got the time he never got the time to shine so he probably I just because like, i feel like that skill set Maybe it doesn't favor you in uh, practice, right? Like the the caracolero that he is, the mm-hmm. the like he he faces a lot of players, right? He tries to go at them. Maybe sometimes it doesn't look that great in practice. That the coaches just like don't really love it. Interesting. Um, that's, yeah, that's 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 kind true. of my thoughts. And then, but but then he goes in and he he's different. He he switches it up, right? Especially for the Mexican national team too. Like whenever yeah. he would come on, like he'd make that slight difference. Yeah, that maybe opens you an opportunity, especially the the last bit when they've been they've been struggling. Um, yeah, but, but two more players from your America, Santiago Naveda. I don't know if you heard this. The like the backup center mid. Okay, he was in that uh, torneo de Tulum, I believe, with the Mexican team. He's Just going recently, to recently, right? Yeah, he's supposedly like ninety percent confirmed to be going to a team in Poland. Poland. I, mean, I couldn't. I couldn't pronounce the name if I tried. Like if I Warsaw if, or something. If my if my name if my life depended on it. But that's good, you know. Even Poland, like I said, like you start making a name for yourself yeah. in Europe. It's, it's alone easier. too. It's alone. Yeah, oh, but okay. like there are uh, on the other side of the coin, there are some people that argue that Liga Mekis is better than certain leagues, like the Polish league, like the Swedish league, like the. And I get I that know. and. M- I think that's a fair point, but then the other side, Hugo Sanchez has even mentioned is, you know, if you're in Europe, watching Liga MX is like two, three in the morning. Like people are not going to be up that time. Nobody it's, watches you. Nobody watches it. Yeah. So like being in in Europe, you have that advantage of like 
you know, having scouts come out all over Europe, having people watch you. Um, and that gets you more, start making the name for yourself and maybe and go you could, to a bigger club. Yeah, and you can play some international tournaments too. There you go. Right. And then the last one that I have down, Omar Campos from Santos, the, I believe he's the left back. Um, Santos been putting out outside backs like crazy. Jorge Sanchez, Jorge Sanchez is from there. Uh, Gerardo Arteaga. Yep. Like all these dudes are freaking pumped. And Antuna's not a lateral, but he's on Still, that wing. Oh, yeah. But they've been pumping these guys out. Omar Campos, either to Anderlecht or Feyenoord as well. Wow. Belgian I, or. I, um, I heard Jorge Ramos was confirming that he's there for Feyenoord, but the rumors have been rolling up for Anderlecht. I mean, both of those leagues are good. Like, I don't, to, I don't, I, he's supposedly confirmed Feyenoord, but I don't, they just got Marco Lopez. Right. And they already probably have a pretty full squad. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see where he goes. Yeah. But that's good. You know, either of those leagues are good to get your, your first landing in Europa. True. Um, on the U.S. side, Chris Richards to Crystal Palace, uh, the Premier League starts tomorrow. So let's see how that goes. He'll probably have to fight for his spot. They have a couple of good center backs. Um, and then uh, we mentioned this, but we're re-recording. Josie Altador to Puebla. Jeez. After Aristegueta. Hella random. Got hurt. It's pretty random. But we've had it. We've talked about uh, Landon Donovan. Going to Leon. The US national, national team coming to Leon. Jeez. Um, Jonathan Bornstein, I believe, was with Tigres. Now Josie Altador to Puebla. Yeah, hopefully he scores some goals down there, you know. He's a, he's a Larca boy now. Jeez. Have you heard them call that? Yeah, I've heard. For uh, Nicolas Larcamon, great coach there. He He's gets, been doing bits there. He gets the most out of all of the players. They're players that like, were rejects on other teams sometimes, right? And yeah. he gets the most out of them. I think I think Josie Altor can, can start turning it on. It's their data analytics system <laughs> they got going. Yeah, and their social media. Their social media is lit. Um, but yeah, today... Thursday, the transfer window is supposed to close, but I, I, I've been a little bird was saying on Twitter that teams can still technically do some transfers up until early September, September right? Which gives our quakes some hope. I mean, I don't know. They had what three months, two months, yeah, to make something happen. I feel like mo- more players have left than have gone. There's a rumor today that they're getting some dude named Rodriguez from the second division in Brazil, and apparently it's closed, like lockdown center back. Well, I mean, hopefully. Maybe it's un primo de Nathan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, like, come on. All these teams are getting <laughs> rumors of, like, Bro, I don't know, the back, names. the backup player for Lille in France or the top goal scorer from the freaking, I don't know, like, the Dutch league or something, right? Yeah. Like, And then the freaking Quakes are like, give me the freaking fifth division guy, his girlfriend's cousin's dad yeah that and guy is that guy available oh he's not well what about his neighbor and you're just like well <laughs> come on dog like they're, they're just trying yeah. to get deals on everything man they, they're trying to show up with coupons yeah i don't know what's going on there but it's terrible you know as a fan no manches they need to pick it up i digress but let's <laughs> let's get to the meat and potatoes let's close it out with um the all-star Game is uh, coming mid-August in Minnesota. So much to do in Minnesota. The land of a thousand lakes or something like that. I don't know the nickname. Um, I wish I would have gone to the one last year in in L.A. The first one that they did 
Liga Mekis against MLS, right? That was a good game, right? Yeah. For those that don't know, MLS plays against Liga Mekis. They each bring their best of their best, apparently. Um, they do a game. They also have like a skills challenge, almost like the NBA with like the slam dunk contest and stuff where they do like crossbar challenges and all those things. Yo, how do you feel about that? I feel like sometimes it's kind of cringe. It is cringe. <laughs> I've, but I think some of it can be pretty cool. Yeah. I saw, so they were kind of tied last year and then they got to the crossbar challenge and it was basically like whoever wins that challenge wins the whole thing. Oh, okay. And I remember it was pretty intense because they needed, like, each one needed one more. Mm-hmm. They were going, going, like, one at a time each. And then I remember Cabecita Rodriguez hit one. And I think it's from, like, almost midfield, if not midfield, like, if not, like, the outer ring of the midfield. Um, and Cabecita Rodriguez hit it perfectly. And then everyone was, like, lit. Everyone was like, yeah, let's fucking go. Uh, so it was kind of fun, but it definitely is cringe. Yeah, I think there's a dribbling challenge. I didn't see it. I hope Jeez. not. I don't know. But yeah, it's pretty fucking cringe. Let's see who's who do we got on there. We're we gonna go it over Liam Mekis first. But yeah, uh, do you want to do you want to do Liam Mekis? Yeah, let's do it. So Liam Mekis All Star 2022 for the Porteros goalkeepers. We got Vargas from Atlas, and then we got Ustari from Pachuca. Uh, laterales, Alvarez, Barbosa, Reyes, Angulo from Toluca. Centrales, <coughs> we got Nervo, Lopez, Doria, and Angulo. You good? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so then we got medios defensivos, Rocha, Chavez, Lira, Beltran from Chivas. Medios ofensivos, we got Quiñones, Mena from León, Hurtado, Alexis Vega from Chivas and Fidalgo from America. Delanteros, we got Julio Furch, Tineno, Bertrame, and Antuna from Cruz Azul. Novatos, which is new category they, they brought on. Yeah. We got Carrillo from Santos and Jurado from Necaxa. And their coach, director técnico, is Coca. Diego Coca. Diego Coca. <clears throat> Anything that stands out. Carrillo's not going to be there. Carrillo. Carrillo what just happened? went to Gijón. Oh, right. So they got to get a new... They got to get a new... Uh, novato. A novato. A new newbie. Novato means newbie. Yeah, so I'm interested to see who, who they'll get. In a bit, I'll ask you who you think they'll get. I don't. It, it's a good team. The one thing I, I, I want to call out is that this team was announced a couple weeks ago. And Liga Mekis is only on like their sixth week. So... I know they have to do it at a certain time, but the ways that the schedules work out, MLS was already mid-season. Liga Mekis was just starting. So a lot of these aren't really who's doing the best. That's unfortunate. In the center mid, um, El Poncho Gonzalez from Monterrey has the most assists in the league, but you don't have him as any form of a midfielder on here. Uh, You have, um, there's a fool from uh, Puebla, center mid who has like the second most assists international player too if that makes if that helps at all but he's not on here either what are your um, thoughts on beltran how do you think he's been doing for chivas so far i mean he's not doing too hot this season but that's the thing that's the thing this isn't like taking to count the season this is like who are very good players who are big names they've been doing well um so we can take a stack team because like and then beltran has been going to the selection yeah, so he's he been has. doing good. He's doing pretty good for, for Chivas, but I mean, 
Could you could you have taken somebody different? Uh, like, uh, I mean, if it were right now, right now, like Cordova has been doing really good for Tigres. I, I like. I think there are other players that can go instead of some of these players. And I'm a Chivas fan, uh, but but Nel Beltran, I I'm down with him there. Uh, if I look at this list, Angulo's not been doing too hot in the back. No. I love the amount of Atlas players that there are. They're finally getting some love. And one yeah. thing that I had mentioned is... Five Atlas players. There are players here that don't get called up to the national team. And then there are players that get called up to the national team that are not here. But they're in Liga Mekis. Yeah. Which is sad. Cata Dominguez, what are you doing on the national team if you can't even make the all-star team here? I know you're injured. Or Romo from Monterrey. Luis Romo, he's been doing better, but... Or even Cesar Montes. Cesar Montes. Which is rumored to go to Russia as well. To Moscow. But yeah, like... Kind of sketchy. Those, uh, yeah, a little sketchy, but... <laughs> those are the type of players that you don't see on here. But yeah. But like, they get uh, called up by Tata Martino. Yeah. So... Uh, That's the thing. There's also not too many players here that are snubbed from the Selección. Like, the players that are here do go to the Selección. Chavez, I think, rightfully goes to it. Rocha... That's one. Yeah. Rocha has been a big talking point, right? He's been he's led Atlas to back to back championships, but he can't catch a break for the selección because I honestly think it's because he's undersized. He's not the fastest. He's not the strongest, right? But he's amazing. He's a very good player and a leader. And we need leaders. Yeah, true. But I, I'm interested to see Quinones in that game. Dude's a freaking monster. Um. Kevin Alvarez should be shining there. That should be really fun. Um, but who do you think will take over as a novato, a young player from Liga Mekis in that spot for Carrillo? Uh, maybe that center back that America has or that one Chivas player. What's his name? He just scored the other day. Perez Boquet. Perez Boquet. That guy's he's raw, yeah. But he he I, I don't even know if he's eligible because he, he he's not registered with Chivas. What? He's, so how is he, he playing? He, they didn't register him at the beginning of the season, so they sent him to Tapatio. Oh, okay. But the way that the league works, Tapatio being the second division team, they can bring him whenever they want. Affiliate, uh-huh. Yeah. But I don't know if he's not eligible, maybe, because he's not technically registered. But, yeah. I, Emilio Lara would be a good pick. My pick would probably be Perez Boquet if you were there. Um, But, yeah. I, I like that they do that Novato section. Yeah. Something... Good for them to like look uh, look ahead. Yeah, and bring bring good. some young players. Last year, MLS didn't have like a newcomer section, but they had Ricardo Pepe. He scored the game winning penalty in the All Star game last year, and he was nineteen. Right, he's a stud. What happened to him though? Not <laughs> doing so hot, but he'll he'll do, he'll be all right. The kid's nineteen Hopefully. twenty years old. He's probably getting hella pressure. Well, he he declined one of the call ups from. Burhalter because he said he was having, uh, I think it was mental health issues. Oh wow! And you're struggling. You're in the middle. You're in a new country. Yeah. Probably don't have that many people around you as a support group. You're not scoring. Probably not having the most fun in practice. Yeah. New language. You're still too. technically like a teenager or just got out of your teen years. Yeah, like just I can, got out of high school. Basically, these fools are homeschooled. They don't freaking go to. High school. <laughs> I mean. True. Let's, yeah, let's speaking of Pepe and MLS, let's switch it on over. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. All right, let me let me give a shot. I'll start with some keeps. 
Goalkeepers for the MLS. Andre Blake from Philadelphia Union. Sean Johnson, New York City FC. Dane St. Clair, Minnesota United FC. Defenders, Julian Araujo from LA Galaxy. Alexander Callens, New York City FC. Aaron Log, Red Bulls. Kamal Miller, Montreal. Diego Palacios, LAFC. Kai Wagner, Philadelphia. DeAndre Yedlin, Inter Miami. Walker Zimmerman, Nashville Luciano Acosta in the midfield from Cincinnati. Sebastian Drusi, the top goal scorer in the league from Austin FC. Carlos Hill from New England. Hani Mukhtar from Nashville. Darlington Abbey from Columbus Crew. Emmanuel Reynoso has been turning it on from Minnesota. Ilya Sanchez from LAFC. Strikers, forwards, we got Paula Rula from Dallas. Tati Castellanos, we'll go over that in a second, from New York City FC. Jesus Ferreira from FC Dallas. Taxi Fontas from DC United. Chicharito, what's he doing there? From LA Galaxy. Jordan Morris from Seattle Sounders. Raul Ruiz Diaz, Seattle Sounders. And Carlos Vela from LAFC. What do you think? I think it's a pretty good team. Pretty stacked. Yeah, the so names are big. Yeah, starting at the goalkeepers, you got Andre Blake. You Jamaican always, national team. Jamaican national team always does well. Yeah. You got... Mexican national team, Julian Araujo, defenders. Let's see who else is there. Aaron Long. He's Aaron Long's on the national team. National team. Walker Zimmerman's on the national team, kind yeah. of the back line. Let's um, see. Midfielders, you got Carlos Gil. He's raw. He's raw. Spaniard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sebastian Drusi is the top goal scorer right now. Uh, uh, Austin FC. Yeah, they've Austin. been killing it. You got Carlos Velas, uh, Raul Ruidia. Jordan Morris, Chicharito, Jesus, uh, Jesus Ferreira, Paul yeah. Arriola. Jesus Ferreira, people are saying, should be the number nine for the U.S. national team. Um, I haven't seen that much from him in the, in the U.S. team games. But he's been called up, right? Yeah, he's he's been scoring a couple times, but I don't think enough for them to say, like, give him the nine when you have so many forwards, wings, wingers, People that can play false nine that are playing uh, in Europe in amazing leagues. Yeah, because this guy, this cat's scoring in bunches with FC Dallas, but on that with the men's national team, he's not. He's not. I don't think he's showing up enough. Yeah, when you could put like Brandon Aronson from Leeds as a false nine or Pulisic or something, right? Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think of Chicharito being there? I mean, I feel like he he did pretty well a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. So at maybe, the beginning of the season, yeah. yeah. So now he's in that slump, but I feel like you have to call him. Yeah. You know, he's a Mexican national team player or ex-national team player, and you just have to call him. He's a the stup- superstar. People want to go see Chicharito. Yeah, I feel like there's a couple names there that probably are like, actually, to be honest, I think he's the only one on there that's probably like people will want to go see, so you bring him. Him, Carlos Vela. I, I Carlos Vela is still killing it, right? But, um, but Chicharito's been getting outscored by the back of Jovic. Oh, yeah, I saw that. He that dude was scoring, like, eight goals in the past, like, eight games. Yeah, he scored against Chivas. He scored against Chivas, don't yeah. remind me. God damn it. I mean, it. I'm just saying he's been killing it. He missed a PK <laughs> the other day, I'm I sure. think, in the weekend uh, for a gal- the Galaxy game. Um, but that puts pressure on Chicharito, and, yeah. you know, hopefully he comes out on top. Chicharito's been a goal scorer ever true. since Chivas. So, you know. True, true. Not too worried about it. What do you – did you see the – the tweet that was going viral, the video was going viral of him with the Mexican flag. 
No. He was he went up to sign a bunch of jerseys and stuff to a fan. Uh-huh. And somebody handed him a Mexican flag. And I'll tell you what it looked like from the video. He like grabs the flag from the kid, has it in his hand, kind of says no, and then the flag drops. What? It like it like goes to the ground. And uh, like the the reaction tweets and like uh, everyone saying what's going on and stuff, mm-hmm. people are like, "Oh, Chicharito was upset at the flag because it represents like Tata Martino, no. that he's not going to the selección, and that he like threw it down." No. Like those are like the clickbait articles, right? Bruh. I don't know if he defended himself or people. Just what I've seen, people defending him, but people are like, "No, no, no!" Like he either didn't have like a marker or like. He was confused on where to like what he was going to do or he didn't want to he maybe it's disrespectful to sign the flag or something and that he tried to give it back and that he thought that the person was holding it still so let go and then it fell. Oh, got it. But like obviously people take it and run it run yeah, with it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like it click the video looks like he like it looks like it could be that he just dropped it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But from Chicharito, I mean, I don't think you could hate your a flag that much to just true drop it. I I did wish that they had more U.S. players on this list, and they they have Paulo Arriola, Jesus Ferreira, but like from our quakes, we got Jebo, uh, Jeremy Bobsi. He's not on there. He's one of the top goal scorers in the league for the second, third, last place team. And do you Show think him, him being at the earthquakes carries him down? Yeah, Definitely. if he if he had the same goals and he was with New York City FC, yeah. He would get called. Wow. Um, yeah, that I think sucks so. For, for the earthquakes, you know, like you want to attract these big names. So people don't want to come. That's true. But I mean, they if, to get Jeremy Obobese last year, they got, I think they did a good job convincing him because he wasn't having a good time at Portland. At Portland. Because yeah. they would put him as a winger because they always have very good strikers. Got it. So then I think what I remember, they convinced him by saying that he was going to be our striker. He was the guy. Yeah. And he has come. He came and he's the guy scoring double digit goals in the season. That's the guy. Um, now we need a guy at defense. We need some defense. We need some people that'll keep giving him balls and help us not get scored on and not lose yeah. some transition. But that's we need a, the earthquakes to spend money. Yeah, they need to spend some. They need to. They just need to match the other teams. Like you're not even asking for that much. Yeah, but for them, that's a hard task. Yeah. <laughs> you got an owner like that, right? <clears throat> I digress. Um, the one thing that we did c- want to call out, Tati Castellanos is no longer there. He is on, we got we get these teams mixed up. He's on Girona. Girona, yes. Played two games, two scrimmages, scored in both of them. Scored one goal in each. What a freaking beast. And he's a dual national, no? No, 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 no. He's Argentino. Puro Argentina. He's barely like 23 too. Jeez. Now this guy, this this guy's got the future ahead of him. I, I would say Hirona got a huge deal on him, but they're owned by the same group that owns New York City, City Group. Oh, they own Manchester okay. City. So I mean if he kills it enough, maybe he'll be at, Man- at Manchester yeah, City one day. Knows. But um so there was an open spot there. And then our boy Brandon Vasquez, who I got the jersey on right now. Gee. Share the same Daddy. last name. Homie. Uh, <laughs> nah, that's, that's not my cousin. <laughs> nah. But we cool though. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he uh, he got called up to the national team. I saw a really, 
really cool video when the coach told him. It was awesome. But yeah, I thought he was deserving it from before, even uh even equally or maybe even a little bit more than uh than, uh yeah. Bobasi, right? Because this cat's yeah. I mean he's he's helping his team win, they're doing better. Um but but yeah, I'm really excited to see him there. Hopefully he kills it. Hopefully he kills it. And another thing I don't um the MLS doesn't have is Alisa and Novatos. Do you have anybody in mind from the MLS? Novatos. Novato. Yeah. He's really young. I mean Cade Crowell. I right. Cade Cowell's always good, but he's kind of been benched on the case lately. Um young players elsewhere. We got uh Caden Clark in New York Red Bulls. Yeah. He's technically all these multi propriedades, right? Red Bulls has oh. teams in different countries, right? Yep. So he's technically owned by, I believe, Salzburg. Yep. Um, but he's on loan with Red with uh, New York Red Bulls, right? But he's a freaking stud. Uh, Paxton Aronson, Brandon Aronson's little brother, plays with Philadelphia Union. He's, oh wow, he's good. Um, there, there are some really good names here too. Um, so we could potentially maybe twenty twenty six have brothers on the oh yeah national yeah. team totally. Before then, I mean, at the World Cup, yeah, but I think before then they'll be talking about brothers together. Go back to Liamekis real quick. Um, Rogelio Furrer's Mori's brother, oh, yeah, it's a good um, one, just came into Cruz Azul. Alejandro Funes Mori, I think it's his Ramiro, name. Ramiro, Carlos Alejandro. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, he came in. I don't know what's the fee to transfer or anything, but you know, he's gonna be at Ciudad de Mexico con los del Cruz Azul. Hopefully he does well and, you know, he came from Spain, I believe. No, he came from, uh, I believe, where the heck is this team from? Saudi Arabia. Oh, okay. Al Nasser. So then he was with Cal Cabecita. I think, I think that is the same team that had Cabecita before. Oh, um, okay. I'm seeing. But, um, yeah, Ramiro Funes Mori used to be a Villarreal. There we go. Used to be with River Plate, debut with River Plate with his brother like 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Him and his brother are from, well, they're from Argentina. They were born in Argentina, but they grew up in Texas. Do they actually? Yeah, they grew up in Texas. Then they flew back to Argentina and debuted at River Plate. Both of them. Yeah. So they're homies. They're from from the States. I I think from FC Dallas. They were in the lower uh, academies of FC Dallas. The heck? I'm going to have to fact check you. Please, I'm pretty sure I'm like 95% sure. Let's give it a shot. Of it. Let's do a bit of an intermission right here. Oh, wow. God damn. This dude did his homework. Yeah, Mexico's Rogelio Funes Mori passed through FC Dallas on his way to stardom. Yep. Both of them did, and then they debuted in. Yo, that that FC Dallas. One day we'll have an episode on academies. Oh, yeah. That freaking academy is sick. Yo, they put out Beppe some freaking. Was there. Beppe was there, so I believe Tyler Adams, yep, I believe Weston McKinney, there. I believe uh, Trent Cannon, uh, all U.S. men's national team players right now. Yeah, and doing well in Europe now. Yeah, freaking monsters. Um, but yeah, Ramiro Funes Mori coming through to Cruz Azul. I got the fee. Uh, I believe it's one point seven. Let me give you a second. One point seven million. Not bad for a center back. Yeah, but he's a stud. How old is he? Like 32? 31. 31. Center Jeez. back. He's pretty raw. Just turned 31. So 
Not too bad. Yeah, well, good for Cruz Azul. They got a center back. They need it. Cata Dominguez is not cutting it. And yeah, he's is injured. he injured? He's, he's been in and out of an injury, but yeah, he's, he's not cutting it. And I mean, they're in 10th place, so they're trying to do better. They have Luis Abram, the Peruvian player, mm-hmm. um, who's been picking it up. He hasn't been starting that much, but he's coming back. But they've been struggling so much that they have to play El Chagi Martinez. As out a wide. center? No, oh, okay. Wide. They put Escobar. Cruz Azul has a lot of players that can flex in a lot of different positions. Yeah. Escobar, Rivero, um, even Lira can move around. Uh, but Chagi Martinez. Yeah. That dude has been revel- relevant in years. <laughs> I just see him in pictures all the time. He's a meme. Yeah, he's, he's like, a meme. He's, he's a like the break Shay of yeah. Liga Mekis. Oh, man. I just saw a picture of Chaquito. In the top goal scorer for Cruz Azul, and it made me a little sad. Jeez. El Chaquito is in Mexico right now because his visa is oh, not. Oh, yeah. He has to wait for now. Yeah, he's waiting for it before he can start games. Might, yeah, he might miss some games. And I think he is. Time. He's going to miss like one or two games. For Feyenoord. Crucial time. What else um, you got? Anything else? Wow. Now that I just had one. Uh, well, you weren't just in Cruz Azul right now. Jurado has been um, playing Oh yeah, he's good, good. minutes. Uh, the goalie. What do you uh, think? Jurado has been playing good minutes for Cruz Azul. I mean, I think it's his third season with the team now, mm-hmm. um, a year and a half. So I think it's he's should be getting ready to be a starter and take I th- over. I think what I think um, Corona's good. Yeah, in, in like health wise, but he's. I think he took the spot already. Uh-huh. He's passing the baton. I mean, and Corona I, is like thirty eight or something like yeah, that. He's old. He's old. You remember when he uh, headbutt that guy? Wait, I think oh, they lost oh, to Morelia yeah. in the playoffs once, and like a reporter went up to him and the full straight up headbutted. Yeah, he's a savage. Well, Jesus Corona has been. He was with Guadalajara. He's with. Chivas? He was with Tecos. He, came, I think, he came out of Atlas. Played with Tecos. Played with Chivas, Chivas for a tournament. He just played for the Libertadores. Really, it was just the Libertadores. Oh, okay. Fun fact: they had. Two players who, like, I think a lot of people forget about. They had Jesus Corona, and they had, try to guess, striker. I I have no idea. A very, very, very young uh, Peralta. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn, And then he came back, And then he came back after going to America and coming back. No, but Oribe Peralta. No, no, no. El Hermoso. Well, yeah, Oribe Peralta. Yeah, Oribe Peralta. Yeah. So he was in Chivas. Y los fue el, a los Santos. He was with Chivas for one tournament. Right. But he was given from, I think, believe Santos or I forgot what young team he was, like team he was on when he was young. Mm-hmm. But a lot of teams didn't want to give them a star player, star striker. Like when Cruz Azul went to the Libertadores, they got Cardoso. That was the issue, bro. They didn't want to give up a good player, right? Yeah. So um, from what I remember, they got... Uh, Corona, Tecos was super cool and gave him up. Uh, but for a striker, they couldn't get like, I remember I was like, why the, f- there's so many good strikers. Why can't we get a striker? But yeah. they got uh, Oribe Peralta. Peralta. Wow, that's uh, a fun fact. On loan just for that tournament. He didn't play that much. Oh, okay. Uh, but look, he became But look really at him good, now. Really if if they had him at that level, this level, they were not this level, but his top level back then. He's actually in El Corpo Tecnico de Chivas. He's like the striker coach for Chivas. Is it really? Yeah. He was talking. I saw a video on him the other day. He was coaching. He went from like being a being a player and then he got injured or something and then he just turned into like the striker coach. 
He's like, I'm happy just helping out. That but that's weird. That dude's blurring lines. Like yeah, I usually mean, as an America player doesn't. You know doesn't who work else out. was uh, with Chivas and America? Osvaldo Sanchez. Yeah, I found that out. Like I don't remember him when he was ago. with those, with America. Me neither. But that's crazy. Maybe like, like young, because he came out of Atlas, right? Probably went to America. Oh, Chua's but, been there forever. No, he uh, was way before Chua. Yeah, it was a little bit. Yeah, I think it was a couple years in his career, but but yeah, yeah, crazy. We'll have an episode, Chivas America. Yeah, people that have gone through. Who would we sing at if we saw them on the street because they left our team for the other team? And Masa Rodriguez, I would sing at that. Oh, for real, Masa Rodriguez too. That shit hurt. Yeah, that shit that would have hurt me too. A couple. Let's move over to the MLS. There's a couple transfers that happened too. Uh, Just to kind of close out the episode, Ricky Puig. Coming wow. from Barcelona, that should be an episode just in, in and of itself. The LA Galaxy, jeez, that's major. Free trend? Uh, no, there's no fee. Uh huh. To my understanding, they're paying him a pretty high salary, and he there's a buyout clause for Barcelona to buy him back. Wow. There's like a forward sale clause where Barcelona gets a good amount of it, right? right. Like every team's doing now, but also I think Barcelona can pull the trigger to buy him back whenever they want. Because he's still, he's freaking he's young. 22, I think. 22 years old. His market value is still $8 million. Yeah. That's very high. Um, so if... Uh, what are your thoughts if he on does that well, transfer? They can pull him back. I mean, he was getting less than like 50 games played, but like right. all as subs. And I'm rolling down the list of how many minutes he's getting, and it's not very much. Um, but like, you would see him come in, and you'd be like, yo, like this kid can really like be yeah, a really play. good prospect yeah but like at the same time you got to put him somewhere to play because like you can end up with somebody like uh uh what was that dude's name was it bojan bojan uh-huh. bojan kirkic yeah um that dude never kind of, he kind of fell off right yeah, and this is the thing there that dude was being considered like the next like Lionel the messi. next messi yeah. um and if they don't go somewhere and do something they're just gonna they're just gonna freaking yeah sit I was, there and collect dust, and they was, uh, they won't do well. I was thinking like you know he's twenty two, he's young. He can he was at Barcelona. He wasn't being a starter, but he was getting minutes. He could have easily gone to any like probably not the top three at Liga La Liga, but maybe like from the fifth place yeah. down. Yeah, he probably would have been a starter. Yeah, so or like, he could have gone to like a French league team or right. to a. Or like even the Premier like the League team, Portuguese, to like mid, mid or lower, or yeah. Know. But, but that's like, yeah, that's a that's a tough thing for him. And, and, and as the the MLS league transitions to becoming more of a competitive yeah. league, these transfers are going to become more and more uh, like prevalent. We're going to be seeing a lot of players with big names coming. I think this one to me was really big because he's twenty two. Yeah, like you got Garrett Bale, like the other. Whenever LAFC got him, but like he's older, like like Gary is older, Chiellini's older, um, even what was it Insigne? Yeah, in Toronto, he's older. Like for you to get a prevalent La Masia product, like Ricky Puig, it's like it's telling us, you know, the consumer or anybody watching MLS that MLS is growing up, serious, and it's serious, yeah, and wants to bring. Good players, quality yeah. players. We talked about last time, Bernadeschi is still twenty eight. 
Bernadette is 28. There's a whole bunch of players coming from South America that are 19 to 22. Yep. Studs. Tati Castellanos that just left New York City FC, who's been a top goal scorer for the past two seasons, is 23 years old. Yeah. And he just got here two, three years ago. Like, I mean, even Marcos Lopez, like, he, oh yeah. he's 22. You know, he went to the Netherlands to Feyenoord, but, yeah. you know. So the MLS can tr- easily, it, I think it already is, it's transitioning from a league, um, retirement league or whatever, but it's becoming more and more a league that is going to either catapult you to Europe or yeah. that the league here is going to be worth being at. Yeah. It's going to be... Um, can come here and you can play against the likes of Ricky Puig, Gareth Bale, Carlos Vela, all these dudes, Tommy Thompson. There you go. <laughs> Shout out Tommy Thompson. You're up there too. Um, but like that's a that's a tough thing, right? Yeah. Um, the I think the great thing it's going to get a lot more competitive. It's not going to get any easier here, and they're just stacking lineups except for the Quakes. And it's really good for Barcelona that they enter that buyout clause whenever they feel yeah. like. Yeah, because like, he can't get too good, and then you leave him. Yeah, it's the same with um, Diego Linus Abraga. Mm-hmm. There's another little different thing. There's no, there's no buyout clause. They can't. It's a loan without being able to buy him. Right. So you hope he gets really good minutes, and you can either play him at Real Betis or he gains more value, and yeah. that now you can sell him. Yeah, yeah, but he has to come back. Right. The, he the has thing to is go that back. you can't pay his value and just keep him. Which, which, uh, when they're that big of prospects, you just want them to get minutes. You don't want them to get shine and get all caught up with it and want How to keep them. How old is the old line is now? I feel like he's like, 22, like 24. 22. Wow. He's still really young. Yeah. He's Ricky Buick young. Yeah, true. That's crazy. But yeah, man. People were criticizing him so much. Ricky uh, Puig or who? No, the old line is when he <laughs> left. He oh, so like 18. Yeah. 18. But yeah, I mean, you got to risk it to get the biscuit. Yeah, but look at him now. Look at him now. Uh, este, what's his name? Uh, Marcelo. Marcelo. Marcelo Flores. Flores. He's in Real Oviedo now. Yeah. Getting some minutes. They already played a couple of friendlies. He likes to be really good uh, pairing with that other Mexican national. But he went over from Arsenal on a loan as well. No option to buy to Real Oviedo, second division in Spain. And he's looking just to gain some minutes and, you know, mature as a soccer player. Marcelo Lope, Marcelo Flores is 18, so he's still yeah. really young, too. You're, you're thinking of Daniel Laceves. Daniel Laceves. He's on loan. Yeah, I've seen a couple of friendlies, and they just seem to, they play together in La Selección Mexicana, Juvenil, and they just seem to be clicking good. At, at this Real Oviedo. The good thing is they have to be able to, I mean, not so much Marcelo Flores, because I think that second division will probably be easier to him than... Uh, than his under twenty threes with Arsenal, right? Right. Um, but like Aceves is coming from the from the Mexican league, and he it's it's a B division, but there are some studs down there. Yeah, people are trying definitely. to make it to the first division. Yeah. So he that's the big thing is going to be him transitioning from playing over here, uh, to playing in the B league against some really good players. He seems to be holding up, and then once in a while play Copa del Rey and play against yeah. first division. Yeah, that'll be fun. Spend your teams. It's be interesting. And they're also fighting to go up. Yeah. Right? They're not just they're not just taking players. They're giving it their best shot. What else you got for me, Cesar? Um, did we talk about um what's his name from America? Who the from right America? right back. Oh Jorge Sanchez. Yeah. Did we talk about that? Part? No, dude, that fool. 
he just got signed by Ajax. Did he get signed as official? I think so. Uh-huh. I think from today. Good, because yeah. you know, he can play both on the right flank and on the left. So he can become really useful for Ajax. I know they got Daily Blind on the left side. That was he's, old, he's getting older. Yeah. So maybe he They got smacked by PSV in that cup. They did. It was yeah, like 6-3 like, or something yeah, like that. Bad. Even yeah. Edson couldn't stop everything. Edson Alvarez is another GOAT. Yeah, but now he, yeah, he's partnering up with Edson, Edson. Yeah. to America. America studs there. And then I even their jersey sick. You see their jersey that came out, Ajax? The Ajax one, the, the like the, the dark blue navy one. with like the cool designs. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty sick. They'd be pumping out some nice jerseys. We should get one. I'm going to try to get one. Jeez. I got... I got the Spagna one. Oh, yeah, yeah. A little throwback. Spagna throwback. Retro. I'll like, take a picture for y'all. Yeah, we'll post it up with this. Jay. But, yeah, that's basically yeah. all that I got. Keep, all got stay for tuned for some future episodes. We got some good topics to go over. We don't have anything set for next week, but we got some good ideas. Um, if you guys have any segments or discussions you guys want us to have, shoot us something over. Um, feedback also let us know feedback you know, I'm trying to make this I just started a, a Premier League fantasy oh, with the yeah. homies shout out to the homies Aquiles, everyone, Radel, Juan Pollo, everyone, the homies over there but yeah if you guys like it let us know maybe we could start talking about it about how I'm doing I'm gonna suck. yeah I'm gonna try and join at least just to I've never done it so just trying to mess around shot, with it man. give it a shot might as well the Premier League starts tomorrow, so excited for that. True, 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 true. We'll but start yeah. expanding. I'm sure we'll start talking a little bit other leagues. If you guys, and then if you we're guys also thinking of doing a Twitter space soon. Oh, yeah. So you guys can hop on and we can just have like a live discussion. So if y'all want to cuss us out, you can do it directly yeah. right there. Follow us on Twitter. Twitter. Instagram. TikTok soon. TikTok's coming soon. In the works. Yes, sir. And then, yeah, give us a rating on uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Podcast. Spotify, everything. Let us know what you guys think, and we'll see you guys next time. Ciao.